Your question is for May Keith. She asks, what's scarier, sinking to the bottom of the ocean or falling upwards into the sky? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. This week we're talking about phobias, and I have Sean Rosa with me. Hello. Um, do you have any phobias, Sean? I mean, do you need like a diagnosis for <laughs> phobias? Like, I, I mean, I, I have things that I'm like pretty afraid of. Yeah, like, no, I'm not. Like, we're not going like we're clinical. Not, we're not going too deep into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I don't really like spiders, so that's like yeah. the thing I'd say. But I don't have a. There's no doctor that was like, here's how you're, you're like, they, they didn't like bring, like you were in a physical and they were like, all right, now let's check phobias. Here's a bunch of spiders. <laughs> right. We, like, it's not official. No. Uh, I mean, in that case, probably snakes. I've never liked snakes. Mm. I'm not a, not a snake. Does it matter if it's like a poisonous one, venomous? No. You don't care. Just no, the... I don't care. Uh, I'm not, not into snakes. Uh. I don't know where it came from. I'm just like, I don't what know. is it that bothers you about snakes? Because this is a common one. Um, is it that it's like slithering and yeah, has like a weird motion to how it moves? Is it that it can just kind of creep up on you out of nowhere? You might yeah. not even know that it's on the ground, and then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, you you just like don't even know that it's there, and then all of a sudden it's there, yeah, and it's uh. So you wouldn't want one, like, if somebody was like, I got this pet snake, like, uh, why don't you hold it? Absolutely not. Okay. No. Uh, I would not go near it. If you want to have a pet snake that's on you, you weirdo, but <laughs> I would not, I'm, I, I don't know that I would. Have you ever had a bad experience with a snake, or is this just, just out of nowhere, just one of those, like, maybe it's like a human primal... Um, I think there was, like, um, I remember, like, maybe there was, like, a video of, like, a, a snake striking, mm -hmm. and that, like, really messed me up, and it was just, like, what, whoa, and yeah. it was, like, from the, pers it was, like, a first-person perspective, and the snake would, like, strike at the camera, and I was just, like, so freaked out by it. Yeah, you're, I like, I don't like, ever want to deal I with that in my life. I don't want to go near him, don't want him near me. Keep them away. Yeah, I think I'm probably more comfortable with snakes because of what I saw on television from it, which was like Indiana Jones and like just covered in snakes. Like I hate snakes. Sna hate snakes. But then he was fine. Nothing happened to him. Yeah. I was like, it seems all right. So what's your deal with spiders? Is that just like a... Oh, uh, I just... Uh, I don't really care that much. I was just throwing an example out ah. there. <laughs> All but right. if there was one on me, I would, like, definitely very quickly hit it or, like, throw it or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't like them. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm no. not, like... Not, like, deathly afraid of them. Yeah. But if there was one on me, it would be dead pretty quick. Yeah. But, like, if there's one in the house whatever. and Sarah is like, go kill that spider. It's like... like okay. Fine, all right. Whatever. I guess. I, 
I don't want to. Like, I played taps for a spider that I killed once. <laughs> like, it didn't deserve that. No, it was... Uh, I mean, you don't know the life that spider lived. Yeah. But I don't... I, I, I'm not necessarily afraid of them, but I don't like them to the point where I'm not going to put them in my hand and carry them outside and be like, go be free, spider. Right. Some people are like that. They're like, don't, don't kill them. Right. It's like they would be dead in a week anyway, either way. Yeah, they're, they don't last very long. Yeah. Lifespan's very short. Yeah. So that's probably, yeah, that's, I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of heights. Yeah. I think that's built into your brain, though. Yeah, that's. Like, if you go to the edge of a building and you, like, look over it, your, your brain tells your brain you to back like, up, you know? Yeah, hey, we shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be looking, yeah, it's always the, the thing of heights, it was like don't look down yeah you know so i mean um so i wrote down some notes for the show this week obviously we're talking about phobias Mm -hmm. and lots of good questions sent in so thanks to everybody that sent in questions so looking through my notes here i have all of these weird questions that people sent in and then i just have one that just says you live (laughs) (laughs) you live and i assume that i just started writing a question and stopped but but, but the it, question could be about phobias. It could just be like living pretty scary, right? Yeah. It, it's so ominous. Just like you live. <laughs> okay. Which one of these is scary? Let, let me just ask you that. Okay. Which one of these is more frightening? Autophobia, fear of being alone, or mm-hmm. nyctophobia, fear of the dark? Um, Probably fear of the dark because it's it's more about the unknown of like what's around you and what you know could be there or like moving through the dark and like not knowing what's in front of you Mm. being alone you know some people some people can't do it i'm i'm fine with it i'm Got a lot of practice. You don't mind being, being alone. alone? Yeah. Don't mind it whatsoever. You don't live alone, though, right? I don't. You have family. I, I have a family, yeah. Sean. That's I have wonderful. A <laughs> well, it is nice. I mean, you know, you don't have to be married or living with a with a you know romantic partner to to have somebody with you, right? No. So but the fear of being totally completely and utterly alone with nobody that's probably the most frightening thing i think i mean maybe that's just me i've been married twice yeah you're you're, as like a as serial monogamous sean carter i lived in an apartment by myself for like two months and you're just like that's it deal with this my whole life like i grew up you know Living with family, a yeah. family. Mm-hmm. I didn't just grow up on my own, like a feral child with a house. Yeah, you weren't raised by wolves. I wasn't raised by wolves. Even then, I'd have a family. They'd be wolves, be but wolves, yeah, they're but family. That's your family. Yeah. Uh, so John Farrell asks this question. I think it's relevant because you said you don't like snakes. Yeah. But if snakes had legs, would they be less scary? Um, Maybe, because then they're just lizards. Yeah. Yeah. Are lizards less scary than snakes? Yeah. I think yeah. so, right? Yeah, definitely. They feel like more restricted. 
Yeah, they're less dangerous. Less dangerous. With no legs, it's like some weird magic that's happening. How do you move? Yeah, you you just glide across the room. No, thank you. Yeah. No, get clear. yourself some legs, slow yourself down. Okay. Last question. Last, last, last question. Last question. <clears throat> this is from April Farmer. Mm. She asks, would you rather lay down with one big snake or ten little snakes? Oh, god damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, hey, I, I object to this question on all fronts. Just one big snake or ten little snakes? What do you got, man? As you're dressed now, t-shirt, jeans. Uh, probably, uh, probably ten little snakes. Yeah. Because uh, there's a there's a, even though it's gonna be like uncomfortable, there's no chance that it's that they're probably gonna you know you know crush me or eat me. Mm. You know. I think I'll take the one big snake. So we're on opposite ends here. What you sure. use it like a body pillow or something? I mean, I guess like I don't, bo- snakes don't really bother me so much, but right. but I do think that one big snake is better because like the ten little snakes, it's like harder to keep track of where they are, where they're going. They can get into more places. One big snake, you know exactly where it is. Yeah, you know exactly where it is, but can you you know stop it if it goes all big snake on you? What does that mean? Like, trying to, like, get you? You know. <laughs> is it trying to get me? I don't know. You you know how big snakes do. <laughs> you think it's going to try and eat me? I mean, I think I'd be a little bit too big for snake food for every snake, probably. I don't know. There are some big snakes out there. There are some big snakes <laughs> in the world. I don't, I, don't, I don't want a big snake near me. You know, if... Uh, how well fed is this big snake? Maybe that's the question. Like, you can use it as a body pillow if you can, like, see a cow inside of it. You know? Like, if you could just see, like, the, the outline the of a cow. Like a cartoon. It's just, like, just four like, hooves sticking out. Yeah, you just hear it, like, you just hear it moo yeah, you're inside like, this, of the snake. This thing's not hungry. I'll just, no. I can hang out with this snake. I could, I could chill with this big snake. Yeah. But if it if it doesn't if it, look like it's it, eaten lately, hmm. no. If it's a, if, a little bit more scary, then yeah, definitely. Uh, and even when it even if it's eaten like a, a cow or what have you, it's just like uh, there's 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 nothing I can I can do to make it stop eating me. Oh, you think it would just keep going? You like like I don't know that it would. I don't know that it would keep going. It's just that I think snakes know, once they've eaten, they're good. Like they don't. Yeah, they're, they good. Don't, they're they don't, good for a while. Yeah, they're not like humans. They're not just like, well, I could keep going all day. <laughs> no, but once it gets hungry again, if it if it can eat a cow, it can eat a man. Sure, that's why I'm saying it's very important the cow is in there. If it's a snake that, that is that big. Yeah. Those little snakes, though, you'll be like pulling them out of like your jeans like a week later. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you lose track of them, man. You don't know. They're in your hair. They're everywhere. Um, uh, well, if anybody that's listening to this has a real fear of snakes, I apologize for this entire episode. But Yeah, uh, me too. I do promise it's not entirely about snakes. 
as you listen to the debate, it will be about other disgusting things. Yeah, then you can laugh at somebody else for their irrational fears. (laughs) All right, well, thanks for joining me, Sean Rosa. Thanks for having me. All right, next up, you'll hear some of the live show from Maggie's Lounge. We record these every Friday night at 7 p.m. at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. It's a free show, so come down and join us sometime. Hey, if you're curious how we managed to have a free show and keep this thing going, well, we have a Patreon page. So if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support it, head on over to Patreon and look up Pick a Side. And for five bucks a month, you'll be helping support the show and you'll get some exclusive content that other people aren't able to see. First up tonight, you will hear Sam Pelletier and Shelley Gruenberg. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Sam Pelletier. All right, Shelly, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second again. Second. Uh, Sam, you can pick from social or wild card. Uh, I'm going to go with wild card. All right. Your question is, uh, which phobia would you rather your child have Let's imagine you have children. Which phobia would you rather your child have? Pyrophobia, a fear of fire, or pedophobia, fear of children? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to go with phobia for two reasons right up top. Number... <laughs> yeah, I'm just using regular names for them. <laughs> I'm not here to confound you with big words. I'm here to talk to regular people. Uh, my opponent is an elitist about the fire. If, if, he's, number one, if he's scared of other children, he'll never be able to make friends, number one. Number two, the pedopho- the official name is the scariest fucking name for him to ever share with anybody. That therapy appointment's going to be disgusting. Also, fire is like the most surefire See that pun? Most surefire way to kill anything. He, he needs to live. Fire kills everything the best. It erases everything from existence. Just burns it the fuck down. So yeah, I want my kid to be scared of fire. Pretty simple. I would want my child to be scared of other children for one reason and one reason only so that I would never have to hang out with a child. (laughs) They are sticky, they don't know empathy, and they will ruin my day. If my kid has no friends, he will grow up to be a genius and support mommy. See, 30 seconds. 30 seconds? 30 seconds. Uh, Yeah, if your kid has no friends, where do you think he's spending all his time with mommy? It's like, you hate hanging around sticky, gross children who aren't socialized. Like, that's going to be your kid every single fucking day of your life. Every day. And you have to explain to him that the kids might actually like him someday, which means you have to lie to your own child while he's crying. That's what you have to do in your life. Bold of you to assume my child would cry. Um, I am... The first woman with toxic masculinity, and I would raise my child to the same standard. (laughs) Okay, well, 
This is a really tough decision, uh, but I think I'm going to hand the win here to Shelly Greenberg. Okay, next up, everybody please welcome Tyler Derniak and Sean Duffy. Tyler, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Sean, you can pick from anything except medical. Uh, I'll do animals. <laughs> it's a weird way to phrase that. Okay, your question is, well, that's from Tyler, so we'll put that away for now. Your question is from Dave Buckley. He asks, is it more reasonable to be afraid of flamingos or hamsters? Ooh, both, <laughs> both very intimidating creatures. I'm gonna say much, makes much more sense to be afraid of flamingos, I think, because I've seen a hamster I know people have them as pets. I've never met someone who owns a flamingo. I don't really know what they do other than stand on one foot, and that can't be it. There's got to be a reason. <laughs> There's got to be a reason you don't see them or hear about them other than that. I don't know. I, the hamster, I mean, it, it's, also, it's this big, so even if it wants to kill you, like it's in a cage, or at least they come in a cage. So as long as... <laughs> As long as you don't open the door, if it's mad at you, all it's going to do is just take its energy out on the wheel and just, ah, <laughs> damn him. But that's not going to, you just you just don't, like, go near it, you know? It's the flamingo, that's, like, seven feet tall, I think. I don't know. I've <laughs> never seen them. Time. <laughs> Hamsters are way more terrifying. I had a friend in college, and she had a hamster, and then two days after she got the hamster, the hamster gave birth and like birthed four baby hamsters. And then that hamster ate five of those babies. And there's nothing more terrifying than abortion. Guys, life starts at conception. I've never witnessed a flamingo abortion or or really a hamster abortion but even if the hamster has like four other hamsters inside of it and now it's stronger and angrier it's still like maximum like a foot tall like I would just time You've never witnessed a flamingo abortion because flamingos are good Christian soldiers. I have not just witnessed a hamster abortion, I have heard a hamster abortion. And those bones snap louder than you'd expect. Wow. I can't believe I have to pick somebody here, but... I must. So, I'm going to hand the win here to Tyler Derniak. But, Sean, I got you this gift. There's some pick-a-side stupid uh, sunglasses for you. So, as a, as a parting gift. 
Because Sean just named the, the, this episode, I was going to call it Phobias, but now we're calling it Flamingo Abortion. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Laura Clark and John Farrell. Okay, Laura, your question's going to be from the natural category either way, but do you want to go first or second? Uh, second, please. Okay, John, your question is from Kelly Christine. She asks, would you rather permanently lose all of your teeth all at once or temporarily suffer through bugs crawling under your skin? I mean, lose all your teeth at once. I mean, I can't handle that temporary bullshit. If I'm doing something, we're going all in. There's no way. I mean... Bugs freak me out. I mean, you can eat stuff through a straw, you know? They got blenders now. That's a big thing. They got brand name stuff. I don't want to fuck with those brand name bugs, though. Those, uh, th those will haunt your nightmares. No way. But yeah, I mean, having bad, I mean, losing all your teeth, it, it's not so bad, you know? You can have a lot of interesting conversations. They might not want to talk to you about it, but you can still have them. You can text them through people. It's a thing people are doing. People are texting now. You can tweet them. You can do that. You can just, I don't know. You, you can sneak the teeth in there, too, if you're good at, you know, Photoshopping. You got to be talented, though. If you're not talented, though, there's no fucking way. You got to be the most talented Photoshopper and lose all your goddamn teeth. And also, you can do some fun stuff doing that, too. You Time. Okay, first of all, your teeth are bones. You don't want to lose like 32 bones in one fell swoop. Just wake up, see a little pile of bones next to you. That's, uh, that's horrible. Another thing is I went to a flea market one time and there was a lady with no teeth and she was like really friendly, but I felt uneasy and she, like, she pulled out this apple and starts working it and she's like, I do a lot of gumming. And I was like, I don't... Like, so in terms of phobias, like losing my teeth is one that sort of uh, developed. Like it was a late onset phobia for me. Um, like temporarily, I, there's not a time limit given, but like bugs crawling under your skin, maybe that's like a little massage. That's just like a little like, you know, piranhas suck the skin off your feet. Maybe bugs like suck the tension out of your shoulders, you know, like, I don't know. Time? I mean, I spend a lot of my time at flea markets anyway, so I mean, we might as well just keep rolling with this. It seems like the best way to do it. I mean, yeah, that, that massage sounds nice at all, but those 32 bones collected in front of you, man, there's a hot sell at that flea market I'm going to. That's a hot sell. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would just wear a necklace, but that's, okay. I have another phobia, which is that of tacky jewelry. And frankly, if I had to wear my own teeth around, it's kind of like wearing the, uh, like the band t-shirt to the concert of like, oh no, these are my teeth. These are my old teeth. I got them replaced with these veneers, but these are my, my teeth. You can see the cavity. Nah, bugs in the skin. Bugs in the skin. Time. All right, a lot of good points here. But I got to hand the win to Laura Clark.
Okay, and we have one matchup left in the first round, so it will be Bill McMorrow and our gauntlet winner, Shelly Greenberg. Hey, Bill. Hey, Shelly. Okay, Bill, do you want to go first or second? Okay, Shelly, you can pick for medical, social, or natural. I'll pick social. Okay. Your question is from April Farmer. She asks, I know, you've just said goodbye to an acquaintance, but you're both still walking in the same direction. <laughs> Do you awkwardly keep walking with them or walk in the wrong direction until they are gone? I will keep walking with them completely silently. They are my acquaintance for a reason. We are not friends, and they should know. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> so I, I'm, you're going to keep walking with them, so I'm going to turn away? I'm just going to fucking turn away and just be like, whatever. Yeah, sure, why not? That's how I do things most of the time. Anyways, I want to say... Hey, that's a really nice board you made. He sh you shouldn't have gotten the lottery for that. Why didn't you put her in the gauntlet? If you bring in a fucking board, you're in the gauntlet. You don't gotta go in the lottery. You, you should get a prize. I don't know. I'm not allowed to give out prizes. I really strayed from this question. I don't, uh, I generally don't say goodbye to people. Am I? So I'm awkwardly gonna keep walking with them or nah, I'll just, you know. I'll turn around, I'll go the other way. I mean, I might say goodbye, it's probably not gonna be awkward. You know, I'll find a way to let you know what's happening. Up, oh, gotta go! And then I'll go. I'm not gonna just keep walking with you, that's gonna be awkward. Time. If you walk the wrong direction to avoid confrontation, you've established yourself as three things. Number one, a coward. Number two, a liar. And number three, inconvenienced, because now you still have to walk the rest of that way. <laughs> I have asthma and so little time. Maybe I was eventually going the other way anyways. So maybe I'm saving myself time. I'm only scared of three things in this world. I'm scared of heights, I'm scared of cockroaches, and I'm scared of cancer in my ball bag. Yeah, those are great points, Bill. Um, but I have to hand the wind to Shelly. Could I get a diagnosis on that cancer in the ball bag thing, though? I'll wait after the show. What do you want? Nothing? Okay. Hey, we're to the no contest segment. These are the questions that didn't quite make it into the debate, but I wanted to read them out loud anyways. Um, Liz Esty asks, Sean, what's your favorite phobia? I'm glad you asked, Liz. My favorite phobia is one that I learned of this week, and it is a fear of belly buttons. People don't like their belly buttons touched, they don't like seeing other people's belly buttons. Um, and yeah, it's a weird thing, right? It apparently comes a lot of times from childhood. Where they think they have something in there and they just keep picking at it and then putting objects in. And yeah, and then it turns out badly and then they have a fear of it for the rest of their lives. Okay. What's it called? 
I can't remember now. Bill McMorrow asks, Sean, will you eat this bug? Um, here's a question that I wanted to ask. Maybe we'll get to it later if we do some extra debates after. Uh, do you really have catapatrophobia, which is a fear of mirrors, or do you just have cacophobia, which is a fear of seeing an ugly person? <laughs> Meg Connolly asks, are we actually meant to have phobias for survival, or are we just little bitches? Wayne Maston asks, if you have felinophobia, are you a scaredy cat? That's a perfect question. Shut up, all of you. <laughs> all right. Um, let's start round two. Here we go. First up in round two, everybody please welcome Tyler Derniak and Ted Pettingill. Okay. Um, Tyler, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Ted, you can pick from any category. Uh, let's go social. Okay. Your question is from Meg Connolly. She asks, is this person very friendly or are they in love with you? Um, just going by personal experience, they are in love with me. Anytime anybody is even remotely nice to me, I'm like, oh, they want to fuck bad. <laughs> oh, do you notice my haircut? Why, thank you very much. Do you want to go make out right now? Uh, or should we wait till after dinner? Um, yeah, just, nobody's ever nice to me for the sake of being nice. They want a thick slice of all of this. They're always just being friendly to me. Because you really can't have, like, want to have sex with someone you just feel bad for. <laughs> and I've been a new kid a long time. <laughs> Nobody wants to get with the new kid. They just want to be friendly so that they get a better rank in the yearbook. You can certainly have sex with somebody you just feel bad for. <laughs> Which is the name of a seminar I will be teaching after the show. Now, am I the one you feel bad for or do I feel bad for you? It's gone both ways in my life, but it's always because they've been in love with me. <laughs> So how much are the tickets to your seminar? Because I'm looking to get in on that action. This is no longer a debate. I'm just very lonely. Hey, man. We can work something out. <laughs> Wait, All right. Are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm going to hand the way to here to Ted Pettingale. Okay, and our final debate of round two, everybody please welcome Chloe Cunha and Shelley Greenberg. 
Okay. Um, Shelly, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Chloe, you can pick from animals or natural. Ooh. Um, let's go with animals. <laughs> Love animals. Okay. Oh, wow. This one is disgusting. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay. Your question is from April Farmer. Okay. She asks, which is scarier, getting Lyme disease from a tick biting you or biting into a lime full of ticks? Oh, so many of these questions have been upsetting. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that getting the Lyme disease is scarier. And I'll tell you why. Because biting into the lime full of... By the way, what a poetic question. <laughs> biting into the lime full of ticks is disgusting. But... Per the parameters of the question, if you're not gonna like get Lyme disease, like then that's just a horrible moment. But the Lyme disease is like a ghost that lives inside you, <laughs> just making you weaker and weaker. It's like you're being possessed by the tick's angry spirit. Um, and I am scared of the afterlife. Um, <laughs> This is not resonating with people. I think it's a genuinely terrifying time. <laughs> biting into a lime full of ticks is scarier because it means you're the type of person to bite directly into a lime. <laughs> Peeling everything. <laughs> That's, I mean, I think it's scarier for those around me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking freak who bites into limes. What? Um, but for myself, <laughs> the slow incoming idea that my body is slowly decaying and I think about death all the time. <laughs> uh, I went to Maine recently. My girlfriend brought me to the wilderness. Um, John. <laughs> You have a girlfriend because you're not the type of person to bite through the peel of a lime. <laughs> the individual ticks in the lime could have Lyme disease too. And you got it a really weird, scary way, which is why it is worse. Okay. Close match here, but I got to hand the win to Shelly Greenberg. Everybody, please welcome Laura Clark and Shelley Greenberg. Okay, uh, Shelley, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Laura, you can pick from um, animals, natural, or social. Uh, social, please. Okay, your question is from Tyler Derniak. He asks, does everyone talk about you when you're not around? Or are you so inconsequential that no one talks about you when you're not around? Oh. Yeah, the second one. Um, <laughs> no, and right, 
And that's another thing that those of us who are around 20 or over have had to learn, all right? It's like you're the center of your universe, and every embarrassing thing you do, you assume that people are talking about it or remembering it, or like when they think of you, they also remember that time that you like misidentified a David Lynch film so they think you're stupid, or like your bra strap had come disconnected and was hanging out of your v-neck so they think you're sloppy but no no one remembers those things they're worried about the time that their bra strap was hanging out of their v-neck so people thought they were sloppy it's just how that works no one's talking about me and honestly that hurts worse than if people were saying terrible things about me i think i should be the center of everyone's universe time. and i'm not it sucks You underestimate my capacity to do things that are crazy. Um, everyone actually is talking shit about me all the time because of my actions. Uh, I accidentally stuck my finger in my friend's wedding cake. I was, and you're gonna talk about that when you leave, see? That's all. <laughs> I de-virginized a 22-year-old friend of mine, and immediately after that, I threw up on his dick. And and it took me a long time to appreciate when I encountered people in our friend group that they hadn't just been talking about that when I walked up to them. I assumed it, but no, like that's the thing. Everyone is throwing up Time. on all the dicks. <laughs> That's so powerful. First of all, congratulations. But the idea that everyone is talking shit about me is far scarier than the idea that I stop existing to everyone the second I leave a room. I hope that happens because I don't want anyone to talk about me ever. <laughs> but I don't think it ever will, and that's okay. Time. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Laura Clark. Well, this has been wild. <laughs> All right, so we're on our final debate of the um, of the show. Well, we could do some debates after this, probably. We have some extra questions, but this will be the finals. So, it's Laura Clark and Ted Pettingale. <laughs> so, Laura, do you want to go first or second? I got second, Sean. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Ted, do you want animals, natural, or wild card? Wild card! Okay. <laughs> All right, would you rather go to a gym where every member suffers from 
Atichophobia, which is a fear of failure, or a gym where every member suffers from cataptrophobia, which is a fear of mirrors. Which would I rather go to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely the gym. Like, obviously, the gym where everybody's afraid of mirrors. Because uh, that's a very convenient gym to work at. And then you can just totally just spend all day getting super ripped. And then you'll have no time finding people to puke on your dick. You'll just, oh, man. that's. I went for it. It didn't work. I mean, it doesn't have to be somebody at the gym. I'm not, I'm not going to go up to some woman with headphones on who's a, working out, a, looking down at her feet because she can't look at the mirror. <laughs> they don't have the license for that at this bar. Uh. All right. Okay. So... My initial instinct was like, yeah, the one where everyone's afraid of mirrors because then you kind of have your pick of the equipment because like all the equipment faces mirrors. However, obviously that would be like really annoying because everyone would be like looking down at their feet and like bumping into each other. So that's bad. Here's a fear of fit. People who are afraid of failure are like the worst. Like that's like all that alpha bullshit, but they will push you to reach better heights of physical fitness. And when I choose a gym, that's what I'm looking for the lunks. Planet Fitness ads do nothing for me because I want to be surrounded by people who are like, oh, like pain is weakness leaving the body, motherfucker. Like, because that's going to like inspire me to get in better shape than people who are all like looking around. Because then I'm going to be like, I'm the hottest motherfucker in this place. I love that mirror. And I'm never going to get in any better shape. Now, I totally want people looking down at their feet, avoiding eye contact at all times, in all aspects of my life. That's why I go to that particular gym, and I do stand-up comedy. No eye contact ever. Okay. People who love mirrors are also great. Because then you talk, okay, like say you're like on the treadmill and you're like being like, yeah, you got this. You're the fucking queen bitch. Yeah, you fucking got, yeah, right? And then like you like look in the mirror and then you make eye contact with your fucking elliptical buddy also in the mirror and you're like, we got this. We fucking got this. And they're like, yeah, but I got this a little bit better. But that only makes you want to do better against your opponent. Thank you. All right, well, there's no way that I could choose a winner here. I'm going to need you guys to choose our final winner of the evening. So if you go to the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group, uh, there's a poll in there right now. You can pick Ted Pettengill or Laura Clark. All right. And the votes are in, and our winner tonight is Laura Clark. Listen, you all made the right decision. <laughs> but I do want you to know 
that when I was 19 years old, on New Year's Eve, I got drunk on absinthe and then said a bunch of racist thing in a Chinese food restaurant. <laughs> but then I went over a girl's house and I was hooking up with her and I did not puke on her, but I did pass out with my face in between her legs. <laughs> I know it's too late. I know it's too late, but I thought, you know, since we're sharing, it's that kind of, it's a storytelling show. <laughs> All right, hey everybody, thanks for being here tonight. This is a lot of fun. Next week we'll be back here again. Next week we are talking about cryptozoology. So Bigfoot, the Loch Ness monster, Goatman, you know, the good ones. I don't know. But hey, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody. Good night. That was Pick a Side, Stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hey, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every Friday night at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, 7 p.m. Big shout out to our patrons, those of you that are supporting us through our Patreon. You make this show possible. So thanks to Katie Dungar, John Farrell, Ken Green and Kim Fox, Becca English, Matt MacArthur, Greg Tregalis, Kathy Ferris, Mike Giordano, Lloyd Legacy Sharp. Mike Cox, Laura Clark, and Liz Esty. And if you're not on the Patreon, get on there, and you'll get some exclusive content that other people aren't seeing. Uh, you could get a T-shirt and a mug. You get more stuff if you uh, are a higher-tier member. The rewards get a little silly, I have to admit. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you at a live show soon, whether it's at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy or the poorhouse in Boston, come by and say hi sometime. <laughs>